the Michael Balco Show is proudly sponsored by Donato's Pizza. Donato's prides themselves on ensuring that every piece of the pizza is important and that they have something for everyone. Donato's should be your top spot for game days, just like they are mine. Check out their website at www.donatos.com for more information. How is it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Michael Balco Show today. I am very excited to announce my guest. He's a professional quarterback who's playing in Mexico currently. He is a content creator with over 150,000 subscribers on YouTube and 133,000 on TikTok. And he's a country music singer slash songwriter. You guys may know him as Adventure Athlete. But my man, Clark Haslett, how are we doing today? Good, Michael. Appreciate you having me on, brother. Yes, sir. I appreciate you getting back to me so quickly. But first and foremost, as a fellow Washington State guy, we got to represent your hometown of Linden, Washington. To tell us about Linden, Washington and what makes it so special. Yeah. So I grew up in Linden High School is where I graduated from. And uh, it's a small farm town, big community, big, big football community. And uh, it was kind of like Friday Night Lights, the series growing up. Um, You know, they shut down the towns on Friday nights and everybody came out to the games. And we had girls in the stands wearing everybody's dress. Always got to have big, big love for my hometown. For sure. So... You had a successful high school football career. You helped Linden reach the Class 2A championship game. Kind of what was your recruiting process like out of high school, and how did you end up at Linfield University? Yeah, I actually have a a pretty interesting recruiting story. Uh, I originally was playing at Squalicum High School for three years where I started, and then I transferred to Linden High School for my senior year. And uh, during that senior year, I ended up not starting at quarterback. I got the chance to play as well as a variety of other different positions due to injuries. And um, all my Division I uh, potential scholarships and walk-on opportunities kind of diminished after the coaches didn't get the chance to really see my film from my junior to my senior year. And the time came where I had to really kind of start looking at do I really want to go to school for an education or do I want to bet on myself and, you know, go take a preferred walk on position somewhere. And I ended up deciding to go to, to Linfield college at the time, now university. Uh, they were ranked third in the nation for division three. I wanted to win a championship as well as my little sister committed to my parents got the chance to come down uh, all four years at Linfield and watch me play and watch her play as well. So it was uh, ended up kind of becoming a, uh, a decision to want to stay close to home and really take uh, take advantage of the awesome education that Linfield has to offer. And, um, you know, I wouldn't change anything uh, in terms of how my story's played out so far. You know, I didn't go Division One, which was my goal, my dream, which I failed at. And every Division Three kid says, you know, I should have gone D1 and yeah, to this day, I still think that's the case, but everything happens for a reason. And, you know, I, I'm where I am today because of my journey so far. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's the good, good motivation to have, good mindset to have. 
So after college, you took your talents to France where you played a season up there. Um, I know you vlogged about it and all of that on your YouTube channel. So kind of what was that entire experience like? You can still see me, right? Yeah, I can see you. You're a little laggy on your end, but I'm just going to keep it over. All right, so I think we're good on your end. Okay, cool. Um, sorry, can you ask the question again? I got yeah. it. The, the connection kind of glitched, and I didn't know if you lost me or not. Yeah, yeah, it's Zoom for you guys listening. <laughs> you got to love Zoom. Um, so after college, you took your talents to France, where you played a season yeah. up there. Kind of what was that whole experience like? Oh, man. It was a blast. Um, one thing that I kind of put my efforts towards in college uh, after getting injured my junior year was I knew I was going to be training to go play football overseas. So that was kind of my mindset as college kind of came to an end. And I got the phone call to go play in Tours France for the Pioneers to terrain uh, just two days after my college football career ended. And uh, I really didn't know what to expect. Um, but once I got out to France, um, it's pretty cool. The sport of American football is really big out there. And uh, the coolest thing is, is that the love of the game and it's it's really football at its purest form out in Europe. Um, I got the chance to meet all my, my teammates who love football just like us here in America. And, uh, you know, we got off to a great start to the season, 5-0, and until the uh, the pandemic hit and things uh, changed drastically. But um, big uh, big kudos to my head coach, Coach Abed. He, he's the one who brought me in. He spoke English and has an American football coaching background. Uh, he really made that transition easy for me, just being a small-town boy going out to Europe. And uh, France specifically, they it treated me really well. And the Pioneers de Torino is a great organization to play for for my first uh, international season. Yeah, for sure. And I know you vlogged about it. It was super, super entertaining to watch. Um, so if you guys haven't checked that out, you got to go check that out. Um, so now you're getting ready to play a season in Mexico. So after, you know, you kind of had that year of just – you know, preparing, gearing up, um, all of that kind of stuff. You're playing a season in Mexico. Um, how did that opportunity come about? And then how has Mexico been treating you so far? Yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. Um, you know, I was supposed to be moving to Brazil in the beginning of January. And uh, right now, football all over the world is kind of rocky. Uh, some countries are playing, some are not. Uh, as of right now, Brazil's still going through a lot of uh, just government issues and they're still battling with the pandemic. So that kind of got put on pause. And uh, one of my buddies, Casey Peters, he, uh, he played uh, professional arena football in America and then came down to Mexico, played some pro arena down here, as well as uh, played outdoor uh, professional football in Mexico. He invited me down here to Mexico to come get the chance to, to live here and kind of immerse myself in the culture as I do have a little bit of a Latino background and I'd love to play here in Mexico in the future. And I've uh, been living with him for the past couple of months. It's been super cool. He's, he's kind of showed me his ways down here in Mexico, just kind of, you know, me coming from the, I was living in Nashville before I came to uh, uh, Mexico. So I was kind of in that country boy vibe. And now I'm a, kind of a, a Caribbean cowboy. And now is what they call me. Um, so it's been really cool getting the chance to, again, see how big American football is down here in Mexico. Uh, and the coolest thing is, is that they've got some real talent down here. Um, when I think about the world as a whole and the sport of American football, I definitely think Mexico's right behind the United States in terms of talent. Uh, it just kind of comes down to college and, you know, starting young that, 
you know, they kind of lack down here in Mexico, but uh, overall it's been great to be down here. Um, right now I'm on a, a flag football Tocho team. So uh, I've been really getting the chance to get to know the locals and, um, you know, just following, uh, being a part of the American football culture down here in Mexico has been pretty cool so far. I love playing flag football. I was in a league in Pennsylvania for a little bit. I played there for about four or five years, man. And flag Dude, football I, gets competitive, bro. It like, does. I could play flag football the rest of my life, man. It's, it's great. It's great. And it's what's great. crazy is down here in Mexico, they've got girls teams, like full-on girls team rosters. And, you know, back home in America, we don't have girls playing American football or flag football. Um, so that's super cool to see. It's really got the whole community behind it. Um, and, and here in Playa del Carmen, where I'm currently living right now, uh, I've met a lot of great mentors and uh, that are really big in the football community that have really opened some doors for some opportunities down here. Yeah, that's that's dope for sure. So October 26, 2017, you uploaded your first ever YouTube video titled Life as a College Football Player on Game Day. What prompted you to start your channel? And then did you picture it getting into like the major channel it is today? Wow, man. Yeah. Um, what's interesting is that I, I was posting quite a bit of different styles of videos at the time uh, that I actually took all down just because they're kind of they're goofy videos. Um, and it wasn't until I posted that one video that it kind of took off in the YouTube algorithm. And uh, there's a saying that Gary Vee's mentioned before. that You don't choose who your niche is. Your niche chooses you. Um, and it was when I made that video uh, that I realized that, shoot, I should start making some more football videos if, if my audience or my audience that I was developing was starting to like it. And uh, since then, you know, my niece chose me and now my channel is all pretty much predicated about what's it like being an American football player. And uh, you said it was October or something of 2017, man. Yeah, wow. I know the date and you don't even know. No, I'm it's been a while, I know, right? It's crazy. Um, so it's been really cool, um, kind of, you know, I've kind of adopted the role of like big brother when it comes to what it's like playing college football. And even though I'm at the division three level, you know, getting the chance to work with my buddy Kirko from Texas and uh, my boy Isaiah Taylor Stewart from, from uh, USC, been able to really shine light on all different levels. And uh, man, it's been it's been a blessing so far. And I'll tell you what, at the end of the day, it's a lot of work, too there's a lot of pressure and I got to keep bringing content that, you know, people are going to find value in. And, you know, I'm, I'm really starting to look forward to what the future is going to have in store because my channel is going to evolve. And, you know, I, I see myself playing football, man, for at least another 15 more years. Um, so it's going to be cool to kind of build the pathway for other kids to see opportunities to play ball and, and not just have to hang it up after college. Yeah, for sure. Kirko's a really good friend of mine. I don't know if you noticed, but we follow each other on Instagram. Uh, he was actually one of my first ever podcasts. So oh, we, yeah, my boy. yeah, Kirko's a really, really dope dude. But yeah, man, like there's so much to vlog about, especially as like a, a football YouTuber, you know, because like what you used to do and we're going to kind of segue into like what your favorite video was. But some of my favorite videos was you like this past season when you were playing in France, when you were playing the dirtiest team, that was one of my favorites to see because it was just like, you know, you're mic'd up and everything. And just the intensity of that game was crazy. Obviously, when you collab with Kirko a couple of times, those were some of my favorites. And then back whenever you would do like, like your pregame, like, you know, who you listen to pregame, 
uh, stuff like that. Those are like the coolest ones, like your, your drip meter, stuff like that. All those cool things, you know, you just give it kind of like a dope, like a, like a little dope spin that, you know, football players just enjoy, um, especially as myself. So what was your favorite video, some of your favorite videos to make and why? I definitely have to say it's tough to pick one video, um, but my game day vlogs definitely have to be my favorite videos. Um, just getting the chance to really practically be inside my football home and really see what the experience is like. And, um, you know, I've gotten so many comments and messages about how inspirational it is that kids really now want to pursue not only college football, but division three college football. And, also wanting to you know, have some more role in the college football world um, with the kid with the camera that played. Um, so definitely my and if I had to pick one video. I, I would I think I would have to say my favorite one that I've made is uh, playing the dirtiest football team in France because I think I really did a good job just kind of encapsulating all the emotions and really giving the audience the opportunity to to live through that game um, and man I can't wait to get the chance to strap up again and I'm going to be mic'd up some more and I'm going to also have my little GoPro camera inside my helmet to really give that that POV perspective that really has only been done in the NFL besides my channel. Um, so, you know, here in the future, I guarantee other people are going to start doing that too. Um, but I think I'm, I'm looking forward to most just showing what it's like playing football in, in different countries. And uh, again, just highlighting that American football is such a big growing sport and kids are going to have opportunities to play once they're done playing college ball. Yeah, for sure. So did you have to like kind of overcome the same obstacles that like destroying had to overcome, like in terms of being a, a college football vlogger or kind of what was like the deal there? I actually didn't end up facing any uh, real trouble with the NCAA um, because I'm a division three backup quarterback. They kind of just threw me under the rug. I was apparently granted a waiver that I didn't even know I had. So to this day, no one really knows that I was profiting off my name, image, and likeness during this whole time. And as, as things progress, you know, I'm going to get the chance to make a video on that. Um, but the NCAA kind of just swept me under the rug. Uh, like I was just some small little, you know, D3 quarterback. Um, and I think at the time when my videos and my YouTube channel started to really pop off, there was already talks about, you know, college athletes being able to profit off their name, image, and likeness. Um, so I did have to go through some hoops and meet with some compliance officers for the NCAA every now and then. But it wasn't until, uh, my coaching staff really had a problem with me making my videos after they started kind of getting bigger. Um, and that was because every single recruit that would come in uh, on a visit would already know so much about the school that the coaches really didn't have anything that they could show them that they didn't already know about. And they'd talk about me the whole time too. So the coaches kind of got tired of, of talking about me and uh, you know, hearing that the kids already knew a lot about the school, which at the end of the day, it was just good PR for my school. And, um, you know, I 
kind of reverse engineered my way to be in the face of the program that I wasn't even starting at, at Linfield, um, which, you know, again, shout out to Linfield and shout out to my coaches for letting me film a little bit. And I don't think they ever thought I'd get to the point where I'm at now. And man, it's, it's great so far. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been a ride, bro. It's a very entertaining one as well. Um, so when did you start getting into country music and then what prompted you to explore that Avenue? Yeah. So I, I got into country music. I've always gotten into country music, uh, you know, just being from Whatcom County, but my sister is the one who really, you know, got me into country. Uh, uh, I listened to it growing up, you know, as a college football player, I was into hip hop and R&B and things like that. But I really started to fall in love with country music because of storytelling. My family, we'd go to Watershed, which is from Washington. You've probably heard of it, big country music festival. And like I said, my sister really got me, you know, liking country more than uh, hip hop and R&B back when I was a sophomore in college. And uh, it wasn't until my senior year I picked up a guitar and, you know, I knew my, my college football playing days were coming to an end. And I had a friend in college who was, encouraged me to, you, know, you should try singing. So I ended up finding a voice coach and, you know, being a quarterback and reminiscing on uh, the good old days playing high school football, which I miss the most looking back now. And kind of ever since then, I kind of just did it for fun. Um, the song turned out great better than I had expected. And this little opportunity for me to now pursue a country music career while also playing college or uh, now professional football um, is now presenting itself. And I'm a big believer in the universe and, and God. And now I'm kind of just following the path. And it's super cool seeing how much uh, music, specifically singing and songwriting and football have so much overlap. Uh, I met a buddy named Jay Burgess, who's uh, one of my good friends and mentors who lives in Tennessee and was a, a former quarterback at Tulsa University. And uh, I met him when I moved to Nashville and he was, uh, he opened my eyes a lot about the opportunities of, of, of singing. And, you know, now I'm, I'm writing songs and, and playing my guitar while I travel. And I actually got a song coming out in June, uh, which is called back in my hometown, which is just all about, being back in my hometown and it's a, it's got a lot of football connotations in there too, which I think is cool. And, you know, my audience really likes it. So I never tried to be a country artist. Uh, again, I think, you know, the, the notion of your niche chooses you country music kind of chose me. And, you know, now I'm, I got my mullet. So I'm, I'm getting ready for that, that country lifestyle. And, uh, you know, definitely when my playing days come to an end, I'm, I'm hoping to hit the ground running with, with music and, uh, it's Clark Country is, is already a name that's, that's, that's making some waves. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, so man. Far. Yeah, it's definitely, it's good, good music too. Like I listen to it and you're just like, you know, you typically when like YouTubers or like celebrities or personalities on the oh, internet oh. make like a song, it's not very good, bro. It's, it's not very good. And it's on SoundCloud and it's cringe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's good, bro. Like your music is good. I really enjoyed Thanks. it. So who is the best player you've ever played with and against? Best player I've played with and against has to be Taylor Rapp. Uh, I grew up with him in Whatcom County. He's now playing for, I believe, the same Rams. LA Rams. Yeah. He was my running back. And then we also played against each other in high school when he went to a different high school. Just an all around athlete. Uh, comes from a great family. And uh, I'll tell you what, that kid worked hard every single day and 
I could be happy, more happier for him to see where he's at right now and all his success at the University of Washington. And he hits hard too, man, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, but. he looks like he hits hard. All right, we're about to enter our rapid fire segment. We're gonna we're gonna ask you like four questions. We're gonna we're gonna let these let these fans get to know you more. Shoot. You don't have to answer them fast, but I'm just gonna ask. Them. I'll try to go as fast as I can. <laughs> Would you rather swim in a pool of Nutella or maple syrup? I'll tell you right now, I hate swimming because I'm not the best at it. But I would prefer Nutella because it's thicker, so maybe I'd float at the top versus syrup. Yeah, you could probably just like kind of loft yourself through Nutella. <laughs> I actually, I, think I might just be stuck on top. You know what Pro- I mean? Yeah, pro- probably. Who do you listen to pregame? Give me like your top, maybe three R and B, and then your three country that you listen to pregame. Ooh. All right, so I'm gonna start with country. It's Riley Green. It's Luke Combs, Eric Church. Those would be my my top three um, country. And when it comes to hip hop, uh, I love Meek Mill. Um, I am classic Drake just because I grew up in the Drake era. And I have to say, man, it's been a while. I really am starting to like uh oh what's what's the guy who sings what's popping? Oh Jack Harlow? Jack Harlow, yeah. yeah I really me too. Jack Harlow's flow, man. He's cool. Jack Harlow's got like that unique like rapping, but like like he's got bars, but it's not like over the top. Like it's just it's, he's a lyrical genius, so it's pretty dope. Yeah. <laughs> that, that one song Tyler Hero that he put out, the ones that hate me the most look just like me. Yeah. Oh yeah, that shit. Tell me what that means. Oh, I felt that dude. I felt that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's got some he's got some bars in his music for sure. Would you rather have a pause or rewind button in your life? So you could pause any moment in time and just, you know, sit there and reflect in the moment, or would you rather rewind to be able to look back on previous moments? I'd say pause button. Cuz I feel like getting the chance to document my life, I can have that rewind already and, and watch old videos, which is I think is one of the coolest things about vlogging, but now in the point of my life, I think a pause button to slow things down um, would be something that I would definitely go for. Yeah, that's a good answer. I wasn't even thinking like that. <laughs> that's actually dope. All right. Okay, here's the last one. And because, you know, you know, you're a singer songwriter. You're also a quarterback. So this one, this one's tricky. This one's tricky. All right. Would you rather throw an interception every quarter for the rest of your football career or have your voice crack at least once every performance? I'd rather have my voice crack once every performance. <laughs> Dang. Because I know the ladies in the crowd will laugh and they'll think I'm cute versus the feeling of throwing an interception has to be like one of the worst feelings in the world. Yeah. So I would definitely minimize that. And shoot, I'll tell you what, I haven't had my voice crack yet on stage, but I have fallen on stage. So, uh, I'd probably prefer that voice crack for sure, brother. <laughs> These right, are questions I never thought you'd be asking. Facts, bro. I got to I gotta keep you humble. I got to keep you on edge. <laughs> all right, that's all the rapid fire questions I got for you. <laughs> so what is some adversity you've had to overcome in your life at any point? Maybe it's your football career. Maybe it's your actual life. And then how did you, you know, kind of instill in your mind to overcome that adversity? Like what, what did you kind of do to help you overcome adversity? Yeah. Uh, I think 
kind of one of the things that I live by now is that I've been kind of failing my way to success over time. Um, I think about starting when I was just growing up, you know, I, I had dyslexia, which is just like struggling with learning and reading and writing. And so I really struggled at writing and that was something I'd overcome at a young age. And then, you know, playing football, I was just big, unathletic, kind of lanky, clumsy kid. I had to develop my athleticism. And then, you know, coming into high school, I started as a freshman at 14 years old. So I experienced a lot of failure that first season and kind of calcified me over time. And honestly, I think the sport of football is what's given me the most adversity. That's also prepared me the most for life. Um, then moving on to, you know, my senior year in, in high school, not starting at quarterback, that kind of really wrecked my whole confidence and really forced me to kind of rebuild my own, you know, mindset. And that's when I started to develop that drive and, you know, resilient mindset. And then moving into college, not getting a chance to start, but, you know, still playing a little bit. Again, just consistently facing those adversities uh, through injuries, you know, just not getting opportunities to get on the field uh, has kind of really helped lead to where I am today. And, you know, I, I mentioned the dyslexia at the very beginning. Now I'm a singer songwriter now. So it's kind of cool how everything kind of, you know, kind of correlates. Uh, from the start and you know to this day I think the sport of football has really just helped prepare me the most for life um, because you know in that in those four quarters you experience so many different emotions that you'll experience over time in life and now I've you know I'm further prepared because of that and especially at the quarterback position where I got to know what 10 guys are doing at one time um, you know when it comes to to music and now I got a band and a crew and uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of different overlaps. Um, but I think at the end of the day, failures is, is, is the best thing for me. And, you know, I think for people too, to really, you know, build that resilient mindset and, you know, not everyone's just got it right out of the bag. So adversity is a good thing too. Yeah, definitely. I definitely preach that adversity can be a very, very good thing because, you know, it's crazy. Like something that's so sad or so traumatic in the moment can completely change your life for the better. Um, you know, I think we, everybody in life has gone through some adversity. It's just kind of having the, the mindset to overcome it, which is a lot of what, what this podcast is about, you know, interviewing people who have a platform already just to share their story and help inspire, you know, the youth and stuff like that. So what kind of advice can you give to the athletes out there, the young athletes, maybe even not athletes, you know, just normal people just trying to get through life? You know, what kind of advice do you think you could pass along to them? I would say I'm going to break it into two um, for athletes and then just in general. Um, the, the most generalized piece of advice that I've been sharing a lot um, with people who ask for tips and advice is to one, trust the process and to two, fall in love with the weight room. Uh, you know, the weight room is, is built just like football. It's helped, helped me so much for life that, the weight room now flip early at 5 a.m., which means I got to also make my bed early in the morning. So the weight room and then trusting the process are two things that, you know, I wish I would have bought into more in college. And now I am where I am today because of those two things. And then in life, a phrase that I, I live by is, don't chase love, money, or success. Chase becoming the best version of yourself, and then eventually those things will chase you. 
And and that saying right there, it's, it's a lot to unpack, but that's that's kind of where I'm at. That's why I'm where I am today uh, is because of that saying. And, you know, most people would think I've got it made right now, but, you know, I'm just like everybody else. We all have our struggles and, you know, just putting my head down, eyes up and, and working hard is is something that I'm, I'm doing right now. And I, I challenge everybody else to. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we're in hard times in theory and more hard times are coming. But if people can buy, buy into that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Clark Hazlitt for you all. You guys may know him as Adventure Athlete. Uh, got 150... 150,000. That's so crazy to say, bro. 150,000 subscribers on YouTube, 133K on TikTok. Um, he's playing professional football in Mexico. Thank you so much for hopping on the show today, my man. I can't wait to see your journey unfold. And uh, thank you for just inspiring a bunch of people all across the world, my man. Absolutely. Appreciate you, Michael, for having me on. Love your work, brother. Yes, sir.